Unemployment rates continue to rise rapidly. The shutdowns um, become more about power, and the media flaunts their privilege. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is the Guide to Freedom Show. Alrighty, guys. I hope everyone has had a great week so far. I'm mean, happy Friday, um, but. Uh, we have a lot to get to today, so let's not waste time here. And um, I don't know, uh, it's probably most of y'all, a lot of y'all probably uh, noticed that I have a new kind of weekly show going on. Um, and this, again, this is all, it's gonna be, that's going to be temporary just until um, this thing slow down or until I get back to work in a couple weeks or in a week or so. But, um, yeah, um, it's crazy, it's like, it's been a long week. I just it just feels like the last time I did my weekly show, it was like it felt so long ago. It was only literally a week ago. So it's definitely definitely been a crazy week. And of course this whole like, coronavirus thing is just getting more and more crazy every day. More numbers or numbers keep going up and everything. Uh, death rates keep going or number of deaths keep going up, but the actual death rates continue like the vitality rate with percentage wise percentage wise keeps go going down so that's a really that's a really good thing right there but um see today i mean it is going to be kind of about the coronavirus but it's going to be kind of the effects it's having on the country as a, as a whole because there's a lot of things that's been going on because of this whole thing because of the shutdowns and everything and it's gonna it's having it's gonna have a lasting effect on this country, more so than actual coronavirus itself. So um, let's start with the whole unemployment thing. So um, if you've been kind of following the kind of economy for the last few years or so, it's been pretty darn good. It's really good. Like the um, unemployment rate was at an all time low for all groups of people. It was. It was kicking, and then um, suddenly this whole the whole coronavirus thing came up, and now the unemployment rates have just now skyrocketed up. So as of uh, yesterday, April second, um, the unemployment filings about see about six point six million people have um, filed for unemployment since this whole shutdown thing happened, and that's like doubled from last week. So here's here's actually. This is a piece from 5:30 a 8 to kind of give you like what exactly is going on. So right here, um, there's a little chart. I'll put it up on the screen right here. But here is a little chart of the, the unemployment rate since about I think 1967 is that's what it looks like. So yeah, it's been kind of goes up and down a little bit every or that's, that's about number of people who've had it. So that's under, that's about 2 million right here. So it keeps going down, up and down, a little spike up there. That's probably around 2008, 2009 era. And then also it keeps going down and down and down and down. Pretty, almost at a record low. Pretty pretty close, actually. I think it is at a record low. And then all of a sudden, with this whole shutdown, ever since like May 5th, March 15th, it has skyrocketed up because of the whole... Because of the whole shutdown thing and everything, is it's it's pretty darn, it's pretty freaking insane. So to see, I don't know if this piece has a actual 
percentage rate or whatnot. No, it doesn't. But um, last I actually checked, it was about including excluding the six point six million. About the unemployment rate right now is about nine percent right now, which is pretty freaking high. That's about how high it was in the second year of the Great Depression. So yeah, I mean, to kind of give you an insight, what's what exactly is going on? So the highest, the unemployment rate um, reached about. 24.9% about 25% um during in 1933 that that's during the Great Depression and remained above um 14% from 1931 to about 1940 so it's yeah it's it's it's, it's really it's really bad and i mean i don't know it's just I, th I think this could have been avoided a long time ago. I think the whole entire, like, shutting down the entire economy for this thing is just, I think it was overblown. It should not happen in the first place because it just, there's so many other options that could have happened without shutting down the economy. Like, we could have been isolating, isolating the people who are the most risk, of course, like, or at least, like, keep them and put up resources towards protecting them. You know, the elderly, the most people with health conditions and everything and let everybody else kind of just go about their lives like sh shut down this entire and the entire country economy for this whole thing it just it shouldn't it, sh it shouldn't have happened at all so I, I really i really think that we we really need to open back up pretty soon because i mean if we keep going with this forever like we we can't recover. I mean, I have faith. I'm optimistic, of course. I think we will recover because I think President Trump is not gonna allow this to continue on. I think he's he is looking. He's obviously he's obviously concerned about the economy too. So I think he eventually okay. We're gonna start opening these open opening things back up and just see how it goes. But I mean, not like a rapid open open up, but just like a gradual. Let's start with the small businesses, maybe a few, a few like restaurants too, and just slowly move everything back up. Just, just do that because we, we can't, we can't do this. I'm sorry. We, we just can't, we can't be on an infinite shutdown for years on end. And, and I, I, again, like, well, uh, um, yesterday, Dr. I think Fossey, I believe, I mean, I like what he's been doing and everything. I like what's know his what he's been saying about the whole thing but again he's his expertise is around viral infections and health and everything but his his whole recommendation that we need to stay on lockdown until there are no more cases in the United States is utterly absurd because this thing is not just gonna go go away it's gonna dwindle I think it's gonna become another like seasonal have a sickness like with a cold and flu during winter times so i mean the idea that we need to keep this economy shut down for years on end until we get a vaccine that's that cannot happen that cannot happen at all and of course of course there's some people saying oh we, we can deal with that we can of course we can have it no we can't no we can't and there's only so much a stimulus check stim stimulus check and do 
I mean, honestly, we can't we can't keep giving those out. I mean, I think one or two is probably good, but beyond that, we can't we can't just giving out tons of money to everybody. Um, because all that money is coming from us, and eventually it's gonna run out, run out, and we're not gonna recover at all. So, it's it's all it's all it's all crazy crazy stuff right here, and just again, I think. I think this could have been avoided. I don't think I, don't, I just don't think the whole shutdown of the economy was a great idea from the beginning. And another problem that's been going on with with the whole shutdown thing is that it's, this has been an opportunity for a lot of governors and the government officials to use it as to like flaunt their power, pretty much. Like it's pretty much become about them giving. Going, it's pretty much about showing their power rather than helping people. People. So earlier, I think this was came out today, is that there was a guy in Malibu Beach or on Malibu that he was um, paddleboarding on the ocean and by himself. No one was around him, but the police arrested him for violating a stay-at-home order for some reason. Like, okay, and some of the things are not included. And the whole stay in, stay in ho at home order thing is just utterly, utterly insane. Because there's some places, I'm here in Georgia, where we have a stay in home order. You're allowed to go out and walk, go to parks and everything. Like there's all the state parks will be um, open, which is a which how it should be. Honestly, a lot of trails should be open too. Just let, I mean, let people you know go outside. Of course, take precautions, but go outside, enjoy the air too. But of course, there's some places like California. Like you step outside, like you you could get fined because why? I don't know. Because I mean, this thing's not airborne, and that's what people need to understand. This thing's not airborne at all. So it's not like you want to step outside, you're gonna get infected. Again, as long as you you know wash your hands and everything, and stay clear about six feet away from people, you'll be fine. And so it's perfectly fine for you to go outside and enjoy the air, no matter, no matter what. So, and now there's this whole. So onto the Malibu paddleboard. So he was arrested again by the police in Malibu for violating the stay-at-home stay order, and just it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. And this is It's a, it's a big over, I think it's a way big overstep for the government right there. I mean, again, it is California, so I'm not surprised that happened. Um, Gavinism is just a garbage, garbage governor. I mean, he even said a couple of days ago that this this was a chance for them, Democrats, and everybody to push the progressive policies and ideas they've been pushing for for years. So that's a whole the whole like like line that. Democrats don't let a good crisis go to waste. I mean, that's obviously true of this right here. So, I mean, they, they just don't... They use every opportunity to push their stupid progress, progressive policy ideas, which, in other words, are pretty much all socialist, communist ideas, too, which, again, the American people are not going to be up for that. I think, eventually, people are not going to be up for this right here, like, for far too long, because... There's a lot of state governments, local governments, overstepping their bounds all over the place. Like, there's actually, even here in Naramir, there's actually a whole hotline 
it's like if you if you see someone like violating a stay-at-home order it's not clear like what the specifics are in the like what you should report we should be reporting so that allows anybody if any like nosy karen a neighbor to say oh, someone's walking outside even though they're by themselves there's someone walking outside I better call the police on them and there's been plenty of that all throughout the country like you step outside taking a walk and someone a nosy neighbor is like calling the police on you saying oh, there are people who are violating stay in home order and everything and all that again you're not going to get sick just by stepping outside Ste actually if you go outside it, it actually helps your immune system too so you're better off going outside so it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me so again i don't think the american people are going to be up for this for much longer they're gonna they're gonna eventually rise up because i mean a crisis or not i mean really honestly especially with with this specific virus right here our right our rights as american people don't just disappear because of this right here they don't the government doesn't get to um washed away because of this thing right here that's not that's not how it works at all so, so we still have our constitutional rights and we have a right to stand up to it if we see the government seven bounds seven bounds over it so i mean that's how that's how it should be Man, it's just all it's all crazy stuff and I mean I mean another thing that's been bothering me about it too is that the entire now I mean gosh, the government I mean sorry the media has been just utterly garbage garbage during this whole thing like ever since the beginning like they have been hyping this thing up so so bad to make it probably the making it to seem like the worst virus in the world and that's that's why everything is the way it is right now it's be, i think it is because of the media because if they didn't weren't doing the whole if they weren't hyping it up so much i don't think we will be in this situation i think there could have been a little precautions here and there but i don't think we would have been in a full-on shutdown mode i just don't think that would have been the case and if if Hillary Clinton were president um, president right now, you know some people saying oh her response would have been ten times worse, and everything. <clears throat> Even if it was, we I don't think we would have known about it. I think it would have been treated like the swine flu back in two thousand nine. Like media says, don't say a word about it. If it, they do, it would be kind of a passing story type type thing. But I don't think we would have heard anything about it not a word about it because i mean there was is there'll be a democrat president but now since a republican is president that's that's, that's a whole different thing I, I mean i think the media has a vested vested interest right now to make this as bad for president trump as possible you may think that's all that's all conspiracy theory stuff maybe it is maybe it isn't but i mean i have I think, I mean, if you look at the way the media has been operating for the past, like, few years, I mean, that's hard to deny right there. And another thing that the media is not only, 
not only they have the dub, they, they've been ignoring all, like, the good things that was coming about this. Like, they, all they, like, talk about is this, the number of people who have it and who die from it. They don't say a word about who is recovered from it. Not a word. Because, again, excuse me, they have a vested interest to make this as bad as possible for President Trump. That's, that's pretty much all, all they have. That's their main goal right now. So, and another, another thing that's been, the media's been doing too, is just that they, they've been gone, because um, there's people in the private sector who are now mix, making the supplies necessary to help um, people during this time, to help, like, help the doctors and hospitals and everything, like Ford is making ventilators and everything, and also there's this, um, it's the my pillow guy. My pillow guy. He makes you know, of course, uh, pillows and everything. His name, actual name. Sorry, let me actually find his name. For some reason, it's not showing up here. Okay, so the founder of my pillow, his name is Michael J. Lindell. Lindell, and and basically, I mean, he has a very cool story too. Um, he was, you know, a drug addict. Um, years ago, he was like on the streets, on the streets, pretty much. And I think, I think he got arrested. I could be wrong, but I mean, I think he got arrested for it too. But eventually, he turned his life around, got a cleared the addiction, turned his life to Christ, and everything. And now, he, and then he started a. Um, Pillow company, which employs about fifteen hundred people, and I mean, apparently a lot of people are saying it's a really, actually a really good pillow. I mean, I don't, I don't have one, so I can't, can't judge that. But I mean, he, he's just like it's, he's, it's, it's set in Minnesota, but he seems like a really great guy. Uh, he treats his employees well and everything. And what's really cool about it, like what he's been doing too, is that he actually. He actually uh, started, he redid his company um, temporarily to make it to where they're actually making a bunch of uh, masks um, for um, hospitals and everything. Which is because, you know, hospitals were very short on masks as well. So, I mean, this is a really good right here for them to do. But I'll get to the details of what the media said and what's going on with this whole thing. But first, um, you got to go for two. Uh, YouTube or the Yana Freedom blog to listen to the rest of it. So you, not only you get the rest of this episode, you could go um get to where I can you go over the Book of John um and everything. I'll be John chapter eleven today, and also you can get the good stuff of the week at the end. Um, yeah, remember you can find me on your favorite podcast listening sites like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Otherwise, I'll see y'all next week. My name is John Clinton, and this is God Freedom Show.
Alrighty guys, so let's continue on right here. So, um, yeah, this is a piece in um, Yahoo News. It's about this, like, it's a long time uh, Trump supporter who is, who is angry, I guess, for my pillow guy coming up to the press uh, conference the other day, talking about uh, him making masks from, from his company. So, I don't know why he would be mad at it. It just doesn't make sense. But here's here's what the piece says right here. Mike uh, Francesa, I hope I'm saying that right, a New York sports radio legend, longtime supporter of Donald Trump, has hit out uh, the president's response to the coronavirus pandemic. Mr. Francesa, um, known as the sports pope in New York, criticized Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump for a White House press conference on Monday in which the CEO of a pellet company spent considerable time praising his efforts. Hospitals don't have the supplies they need, so don't give me the my pillow guy doing a song against here on a Monday afternoon when people are dying in Queens. What I mean my pillow guy, like he literally is on he's literally at a press conference saying that he's making thousands of masks for people in New York so like what wh why would you be angry about that he continues right here get the stuff made get the stuff where it needs to go get the boost on the ground treat it like the crisis like treat, treat this treat this like the crisis it is that's exactly what he was he was saying he just he just came on stage President Trump invited him to <clears throat> let him announce this too let, announce this to the country so, I mean, I just don't get what's so bad about that. Mr. Francisco, Francisca, I don't know what, anyways, emerged as a fierce valuable supporter, but Mr. Trump, President, Mr. Trump's presidential run in 2016, devoting hours of his popular daily show to making the case for the then outside candidate. This guy works 20 hours a day, doesn't, he doesn't need the job, he doesn't need the money, he doesn't need the power, he already had, he had all that already. I think it's about doing a good job. He, his ego would not him, let him do anything but a good job, because he's driven. This week said in 2016. So, I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, obviously, the reason why this is even a piece anyways, because, I mean, yes, Yahoo News and me to like like trap him down for him to say something like that or or whatnot, but it does it just and like important my pillow guy like was trending on Twitter on Monday because of this thing and like people were just, people were just angry angry that he did this like how dare he say that he's gonna he's gonna make some some math for like people. On the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic, how dare he say he's going to make masks for them? The only the only the government should be doing that, or something like that. I, don't, I just don't understand why. Like, why would you be angry at that, about that? He's actually he's helping people. So really, I mean, but here is a like, there's like a lot of tweets about this whole thing. Like people were angry about. Here's a piece from um, here's a tweet from Larry O'Connor, and the um. The thing says the the my pillow guy that you ungrateful. Sorry, wait. This is actually. Uh, 
Yeah, this is actually a um, yeah tweet from Larry O'Connor. He's actually um, saying something good about. Um, it's actually saying good about um, Michael here. Um, the my fellow guy you ungrateful drugs are ranting about is named my real Mike Lindell, and he just retold his company to provide fifty. Um, fifty thousand masks per day, face masks per day, while we get through this, through a deadly global pandemic. You don't need to thank him, but you could at least um least s shut the f up while uh, about about him, which is completely true, completely true, and there were plenty of tweets about like him, people like, going off on him. Anyways, I'm gonna actually go find those tweets real quick I'll be right back okay so here's actually some tweets that the left like actually freaking out about the mind pillow guy so here's something from a guy named Tyler Buchanan Buchanan I get this I'm so bad with names but here's what he said Trump offers free advertising to the mind pillow guy who proceeds to use his time at the Rose Garden to campaign for Trump how is this acceptable? Here's another tweet. Haven't seen any actual doctors at this coronavirus um, briefing, but at least we got the my pillow guy. Literally, I mean, he's there saying he's going to make masks, but whatever. And here's a tweet from the guy named Kevin Cruz. Boy, do you sell those pillows. It's amazing what you do. And now he's inviting my pillow guy up to give an infomercial at the Rose Garden. And now my pillow guy is urging all the, us all to return to God to read our Bible, Bibles at home. And as we realize how amazing Trump's glorious leadership has been. And no, I'm absolutely not kidding. My, and my God, we are, we are all going to die. Uh, this this over dramatic right here saying oh we're all gonna die from this virus because of Trump or anything okay we're not all gonna die now, this virus this virus is it seems like it's gonna be less deadlier than the flu honestly I mean we we can see I mean that could honestly we'll see at the end of this but the death I mean the actual fatality rates has gone down dramatically from three like, percent to now like l almost less than one percent at this point and I imagine that's gonna keep dropping too. So we'll see about that. But here is a few more, right here. This is from David Backman. The my pillow guy is speaking at the coronavirus task force meetings. Reset this to the motion, please. This is from Full Frontal. His um, what's her name? Samantha B. I believe. I'm um, in. Here's what she said. My pillow is now making highly absorbent pillows, so you can cry yourself to sleep after watching this press conference. Here's a Palmer report guy. I don't know what his name is. Trump has the my pillow up up there. My pillow guy up there ramp, rambling about a bunch of BS. Why are CNN and MSNBC airing this? Putting this stuff on television is treason. Okay, how is it treason for a guy to come up saying he's gonna make masks for everybody and saying you know, telling people you got? I mean, saying that. You know, God is your hope. Christ is who you should put your hope in. Like, what's so wrong with that? How that's not treason at all. 
but it continues on right here. It's just, it's all, it's all stupid right here. It's just, it's just, it just, it's just weird to me. Like, I just don't understand, like, what is so bad about this. And I think the reason why everybody's all up in arms about it is except because that he um, said something about God and Jesus and people reading the Bible and everything. everything. That's, I think that's the reason why everybody's freaking out because honestly the left media just cannot stand Christianity at all. They they hate it with a passion. So anybody who talks about it, on talks about God on air, they, they cannot stand it at all. So it makes sense why the left is we're going nuts about it too, and everything. So I mean, again, good on the map on, on Mike, um, going on, doing restructuring his company to do this. Like, good on him for that. Alrighty. So I mean, that's it's all. This whole thing is just absolutely crazy right here. I just. This, this, I don't know. This entire, the country just gone down a rabbit hole during this thing. And I just, I have hope that we will get out of it. But it's going to take a lot of work. Especially if this shutdown continues on and on and on. But, I mean, kind of gives you some kind of good news, sort of, about this whole thing. Is that, you know, of course, President Trump said that this thing is going to be extended to April 30th, the whole, the guidelines and everything. But apparently the peak day um, is going to be April 23rd. And what's good about that, that's going to be, of course, the worst day. But beyond that, it's good, the number of cases is going to continue, uh, excuse me, to drop and drop and drop. So I think after April, we're going to see the back side of this. Everything's going to open up and everything. And I think every, everything... I think steps should start opening up sooner than that too, but I mean, hopefully it does. We shall see what happens. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. It just it's so much crazy stuff, and I can't. My predictions are just gone down the, gone down the hole pretty much now. Like I can't make a prediction about the presidential race anymore. Like I keep forgetting that the presidential race is still going on. Like the primaries are still happening. Like, I don't know, I think the primary, some of the primaries have been suspended or something like that, or I don't know what's going on with that at, at all. My suffering is Joe Biden is going to be the nominee at this point, but I don't know. I just don't know. And, um, I think, if I put my finger, if I have to put money on it, I think Trump will come out as victorious in election. I hope that does happen, but. We'll see when this whole thing is over. We shall see what happens. But, uh, yeah, that's all for like, news stuff right here. So let's go over, let's go to scripture right now. Be on, uh, today we're starting John chapter 11 today. So it's going to be about um, the rights on Lazarus. So this is a really, really good passage right here. It's going to be longer, definitely. Because it's, it's hard to find a good stopping point. Between here, it's going to go from verse 1 to 44. 
And remember, you can follow me along if you want, and I'll be the new living translation. The reason of Lazarus. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was um, was sick, so the two sisters sent a message to Je um, Jesus, telling him, "Lord, your dear friend is very sick." But when Jesus um, heard about it, he said, "Lazarus' sickness would not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God would receive glory from this." So, although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, "Let's go to the Judah, Judea." But his disciples objected. The rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going to go there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is a danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, So, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will gently really now you will really believe believe. Come come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go to and die, and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at, Beth at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany, um, Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many people have come to counsel Martha and Mary in the loss. It's also kind of Important to note right here, a son like um, that was uh, popular in Jewish um, tradition back in, back in that time is that beyond I think uh, beyond two or three days, like it's possible, like if someone's basically dead beyond um, beyond like three days or so, um, they are considered like dead, dead, dead. And they're buried alive, or not? It's not, not buried alive, but they're they're buried, given a funeral and everything. So, so the reason so that's the reason why you know, Jesus waited four days for this because that was the official time where there was no hope for him coming back. So this is where Jesus gets to show his glory, God, and like his power and everything. When Martha got the word, got a word, got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, "Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have been not have died. But even now, I know I know that God will give whatever you ask." Jesus told her, "Your brother will rise again." Yes, Martha said, "He will rise when everybody else rises at the last day." Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live. Even after dying, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, will never ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. 
Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus stayed outside the village, at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and Jesus saw, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up with him. He was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Jesus, they told him, Lord, come and see him. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much you loved him? But, but, but some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone. I guess. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone inside, Jesus told them. Mar but Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone inside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, and but I said it. I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. His hands and feet were bound in grave cloths. His face wrapped in head cloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. So yeah, I mean, this this is a really great passage right here. Like One of Jesus' great, greatest miracles right here. It's, it's really, really fascinating stuff. Really fascinating stuff. And it was so, so cool about it. Just like, and everything, like, it, it kind of, it really it kind of fits to what's kind of going on during this time too. It just that, yes, there's a lot of death and everything, but with Christ, that like, we have hope in Him, we have—he is our hope and salvation. So, in Him, like that's where we can find our joy and hope and everything. So, like with like here, right, right here, like even though their brother had died, Lazarus had died, they still believed in Jesus. They He was the Son of God and Messiah, and that, and then He could He could still perform the miracle and show God's glory. So that's it's really it's really fitting right here, really fitting. And that's what inter another interesting thing too. There's actually my church is, um, all of us have been doing a twenty-one day a prayer reading Bible plan on on the YouVersion Bible app. It it came at the perfect time. Like a lot of the things that are talked about in there fit so perfectly to what we're going through right now. It's pretty. It's pretty cool how God works a lot of way in a lot of ways. Really cool. Alright, so let's get into some gift stuff of the week. So some good stuff um the week. Um this is um another thing that media are just completely ignoring right here. 
This is about the malaria drug that's been um, used um, on a lot of coronavirus patients around the world, in France, I believe in India too, or all over the place in Italy, and now here in the United States. And it's showing a lot of good signs. It's really helped a lot of people recover actually from this, especially in France and Italy and all and all that too. I, I believe in Italy, but um, it's actually being used in New York and apparently it is showing a good result, good results. But here's a piece from the Daily Wire about this whole thing. What a doctor who's using that drug to um, the medicine to help the coronavirus patients. And the piece is titled "Doctor on Malaria Drug: Absolute Game Changer, Beginning of the End of the Pandemic." Here and here is what the piece said. Said. An infectious disease doctor told Fox News on Wednesday night that using hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, I'm sub, yes, whatever, to treat patients that have the coronavirus was an absolute game changer and in that it was the beginning of the end of the pandemic. Appearing on Fox News, the um, the in Ingram, Ingram, can't scratch his own, cannot talk. The Ingram angle with um, host Laura Ingram, Doctor Stephen Smith explained why he believes the regimen has been effective to treat pa his patients. Smith began explaining what has, what being intubated, intubated, intubated means. He's saying it actually means putting a tube down your um, tra trachea and then place on the ventilator for support, for support, respiratory support. We've had, I mentioned, 20 intub intubations. Most of all, most all, most all of them have occurred in the um, first two days, Smith continued. More importantly, no person has received five days or more of hydro the malaria combination and has been intubated the chance that occurring by chance according to my son's Judaism stats are um, the stats for me are 0 .00 something It's ridiculous slow no matter how you look at it. We worry about selection bias in this situation, but I cannot think of a, of a reason why, if all else is equal, why people have been have received five days or more, even four days of more of this um, medicine regimen, it wouldn't be get intubated. When asked by Ingram if it was a game changer, Smith responded, it's a game changer, it's an absolute game changer. I think this data will go go to really support the French data and now you have actually have a intra have a comparison I'm saying that this regimen works and not worse than I will get some real statistics stat stats besides my sons to look at that statisticians besides my son, look at that. I'm sorry, I can't. I think this is the beginning of the end of the pandemic, which is 
Okay, this is all. It's all really good right here. I'm, I hope. I hope this is all true and everything. And again, it's showing a lot of promising signs and everything. This particular medicine. So, I mean, if it starts, if it's proven that it does in fact work really well, that means. I mean, in a distributed out, I mean, this thing could be over sooner than um, we think, which would be absolutely great. Absolutely great. Alrighty, so I think that's all I have for this episode. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be back here next week with all the other crazy stuff. I probably won't even talk about the coronavirus stuff again. But remember, um, you can I'm doing the whole um, new um, quarantine edition of the God God of Freakman show now. So definitely check that out. I'm gonna be it's um this week coming up week is gonna be I'm gonna try to do it Monday Monday to Thursday. Um, Thursday is gonna put probably my last one, or actually the Monday, the thirteenth is gonna be my last one. So it's gonna, it's gonna be pretty cool. Huh? I mean, it's definitely, definitely, it's definitely different from doing this show too because this one is more structured, but that that one is more kind of informal and everything. So that's been cool. But again, I'm back here next next week or um with all the other stuff. Uh, my name is Sean Clinton, and this has gotten a pretty new show. If you enjoyed this episode of the God of Redeem Show, hit that like button and follow the page to get more content. You can also find me on your favorite podcast listening sites like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thank you for listening or watching.